Yeah, what up? Uh, not much, just chilling here. Had uh, somebody call the cops on me this morning. Uh, for the crime of half sitting and half... Uh, it's a long password, like, uh, well, I gotta give my roommate the Wi-Fi password. Nine X, all capitals, six, five. H M F one L E D H E three M L Yeah. All right, I'm back. Go ahead. Okay. Either way. Somebody, somebody called the cops on me for the crime of half sitting and half laying on a bus on a on a uh, bus bench. <laughs> They're all yeah. telling me you should go to the park, and it's like, oh fuck. So I just went to the other neighborhood and <laughs> had a. Uh, yeah, you didn't know you're not allowed to sleep at the bus stop. It's considered trespassing. Uh, no, it isn't. That's bullshit. They're full of shit. It says it on the stops. <laughs> no, fuck them, man. No, fuck them. This is bullshit. They're full of shit. Anyway, so I went to my old neighborhood and got some, uh... Or actually, this time they gave me McDonald's because they didn't want my smelly, uh... My stinky, pissy ass coming into their restaurant. So they <laughs> gave me some food and some juice and, and uh... No, you eat outside. Don't come here. We'll give you the food, but don't come in here. We'll give it to you for free, but just don't come in here. At McDonald's? Yeah. Damn, it's fucked up. And I mean, I think that was just like some Mexican church chicks trying to like ease things over with the McDonald's or something. We'll give him food. Just don't let it smell you. Don't let this pissy, smelly ass come in here. Yeah, you probably look like a hobo, all wild hair. Yeah, 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 no, I am, man, and I smell like this right now. So, but uh, I don't know. Let's see, uh, let's see what happens. And uh, so far, my my worst bladder hurt was in the morning, and I went and went into a push fast enough. So far, I haven't had a, any bladder problems yet today. We'll see what happens tonight later on. So I just drank another soda. I, I went up drinking a couple of liquids, drinking juice and a lemonade and soda. But uh, I've been trying to go to the bathroom enough that it's not, you know, that hopefully it's not going to come out. But, I, you know, I've got to probably be vigilant on that. But so far, no problems today. But I hope I don't wind up saying by tomorrow I had some problems and pissed on myself again. 
did last name. That wasn't fun. We yeah. got different underwear and shit. Yeah. Anything else going on? That's going all right. I've had herb like most of the night, a little bit this morning, and I'm still feeling that herb, so I'm, I'm feeling all right. Had to go with that chick. Um, I'm waiting for her to call me back and tell me what's going on. We're supposed to get together tomorrow. And so I just want to make sure we're still getting together and that everything's, uh, you know, coming to, you know, that we're still getting together. So I'll find out. But, like, I talked to her Friday and it seemed like we're getting together, but I wanted to call today to make sure because we're saying Monday. So tomorrow's Monday. So <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, basically today, like, uh, my fucking, <laughs> my preacher was like, oh, I'm not going to pick you up unless you're vaccinated. Oh, God. Well, yeah, you took the damn shots. But... Yeah, like, I didn't know, like, Friday they, like, because I didn't look at my other phone after he messaged me, and basically they are going to pay me a hundred bucks to get vaccinated from the church. Right. Yeah, the church is another arm of the government. <laughs> smash the church and smash the state. <laughs> yeah, which just like irritates me in a way because it's just like, you know, like you don't trust in the fucking masks and the vaccine that much that you're that worried about somebody not being vaccinated. Well, I mean, I don't know. Like, I think they're in on this uh, biological warfare. The church probably got some payment. You know, like some government dude came to the church like, you know, you're really a part of the government. We might have given you problems like when earlier this year for not having, you know, for having too many people in your church. But you could be respectable just like the old days. If you just push everybody to get this 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 bio this bio weapon, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's I definitely a possibility. I mean, the Pope is all fucking for it and shit. Yeah, no, no, the Pope. This is this is total brainwashing. Like, this is government brainwashing. You know, you'll you'll get they'll do their services so you see Jesus. Uh, telling you if you didn't get the vaccine you aren't sorry for not doing the right thing okay jesus is going to come down and read you your rap sheet you know and then jesus reads your your rap sheet and it's like okay you're condemned to hell because you didn't get the vaccine you didn't do that act of love that's a sin of omission in a way i agree but then i went to like i go to a church where they don't care so it's like it, it depends on what church you go to, because, like, the church I usually go to Friday, they don't care. They don't wear masks. And then, well, uh... It depends on how you see God, you know? It's like, I don't know, I mean, I, probably Jesus would fuck with you for something like that. I just picture him being that much of an asshole, like, fucking, uh, <laughs> like, uh, uh, Jeff Sessions and shit, you know? Well, he did Does say really he was... Jeff Sessions in the sky, you know? I don't think so because 
when you look at it, like this preacher, like I went to like a mega church that they didn't wear masks. Well, people wore masks if they felt like it, but they didn't like make it a thing. But uh, he was like reminding me of the story about the uh, woman who committed adultery and they were going to stone her. So Jesus said, let he who is without sin. technically go in that same uh, argument lane, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it could. So who knows? Who knows? Maybe he'll fuck with them too, but I think he'll fuck with us just as much. I don't know. He just seems like that kind of a jet session this type of person. Who knows? Yeah, and then like, uh, after church, went to the store... Picked up some snackums at yeah, Walmart. The only place I went to today was the McDonald's. And it's like trying to come back here as fast as I do shit just because I want to make sure my bladder shit gets more resolved. Because, uh, that really bothers the shit out of me. That, that was happening for really easy. Yes, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, four days. Tiny did this morning, but luckily I was able to get to a bush fast now. But so far I haven't had any, like, urges where I felt like, like, so far every time since then that I made it to the toilet, there wasn't any, like, urge where I, like, had to piss before I made it to the toilet. So, <laughs> it's, at least it seems to be getting a little better the past couple days, so we'll see what goes on. Yeah, but, like, uh, we really got to change back our podcast format because we're losing listeners like it's not even funny. Like, we're averaging, like, two, three listeners a week. Okay, so, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think what we're doing differently that we weren't. I mean, it's just probably now we're just, like, so, you know, it could be the fact of just me being on the street that's fucking everything up. I don't know, just, like, because I'm so, like... Nah, I doubt that. It's just like we do things a lot differently now than we did when we started. Like, what do we do differently? Like, like, uh, we would like skim through the articles in the beginning, you know. Like, we wouldn't like go and read every article throughout, you know. Yeah, but then when we skim through the articles, we missed too many things, you know. It's like we missed, like too many of the important things that we just skipped through I don't know certain certain issues that were more 
I, I think we were like covering more Republican issues back then, and uh, other issues that weren't quite as heavy with the Republicans. We were kind of skipping too much. <laughs> like I would go through all the stories, but like I would also like curate because I wouldn't like read out to you every single one. Because you get yeah, caught up on a lot way, of different ones, and then it ends up taking way, a long time. Everything turns very republic. Then we only go to the stories where the Republicans are are <laughs> doing good shit, and we don't cover the stories where the Democrats are doing good shit. You know, it's like that's kind of like what was happening before. You know. Like at that at that point, because I think at that point that was still when Trump was president, and it's like we were covering whenever Biden was doing something fucked up, but we weren't covering as much when Trump was doing shit that was fucked up. Well, we had a lot more listeners when we did that shit. I know, but it's like still those stories are important. You know, it's like it's important to let out that the Republicans have just as fucked up of a side as the Democrats. That's the, the thing I'm trying to prove is, is that both parties are both equally out to fuck us in a different way. And uh, at this point, with the, the situation with uh, Gavin Newsom going as extreme as he is, it's like we can't really trust the peace and freedom or, or Democrats now. Because they're pushing for anything that's going to bring socialism in, even if it's in the form of the Democratic Party, where they're punishing everybody too heavy. Like, I, I don't see the, the peace and freedom and the Green Party people being against Australia fucking with the, the, the people for not wearing the masks and shit. You know, it's like... Yeah, but that's not the type of story that I would skip, though. Yeah. Just but, like, like, covering, like, every little thing is really boring the shit out of our viewers. Yeah, no, but, like, all this important shit is, is, is boring shit. It's, like, news itself, everything in the news is really boring as fuck. This whole thing about understanding news is news is boring. It's, like, you have to sit through this boring shit to figure out how we're getting fucked with. You know, like, that's kind of what it's about. It's like but you gotta be shit. flexible because you got listeners and we're displeasing the listeners major. We only got two regular listeners. Okay, but I don't know, like, what you can't... It's like if we make everything... I mean, I think we were getting more listeners when, when we seemed like we were on the side of the Republicans, but I'm not trying to be, put it like we're on the side of the Republicans. I don't want to be, like, only on the side of the Republicans. Like, I like covering both sides of the aisle. I think we should like still cover the same one. Like whenever we hit a story on global warming, you're like, oh, that's not a good enough story to cover. You know, or whenever we hit a story about, uh, about, uh, uh, you know, like, the war in Afghanistan, or, or no, not usually war in Afghanistan, usually, uh, Usually, like, it's environmentalist stories or, or stories on the election being suppressed, and you're like, oh, that's too boring to cover. <laughs> or that's, like, not interesting enough to cover. It's like, 
We gotta definitely go with more interesting stuff. Yeah, but if we were doing that, then it would be like every sex scandal that happened in, in fucking... Well, we didn't cover that kind of shit. We never covered that. That's the only that. shit that's interesting. Like, everything in the news is boring as fuck. So how do you think we should change things up to get our viewership back up? I don't know how to get our... Because I don't know if the viewership is, like, smart enough to care about what's going on. You know, like, I'm wondering if our viewership is just, like, the, the asses that are, you know, want some kind of freedom but aren't, like, getting the whole picture, like, when the rich people are fucking us up. It's like... Like, I don't know who's listening to us. It's like, I'm hoping we got people listening to us that care about what's going on and really want to fight for things to be better for all of us that don't have money. You know, that's what, that's like what I'm hoping, or at least that want to be aware of what's happening to those of us who don't have money, whether they think we can fight against it or not. Like, that's who I'm hoping is listening, but I don't know if that's really who's listening or if we're just getting a bunch of people that are just, like, don't care about this shit. You know, but it's like, I'm trying to get people to care about this shit, but I don't know if that's... I don't think it's what we're covering. I think it's how we're covering it. Okay, well, I don't know how we could cover it better. You know, it's like... We should definitely try and go back to condensing the articles, like, cover, like, the articles. articles. get what they're really talking about, and so it comes out, like, it comes out like, okay, this is kind of happening, and I think this is what they're talking about, but I don't really understand what they're talking about, but you want to move on to it really fast, and I still don't understand what we're talking about here, and it's like... Well, do you agree that we should read the first part of the first few paragraphs of the article, and then if you have questions that need answer, we can skim? Okay, yeah, yeah, we can, yeah, okay, but then I say the question, but then the problem is I say the question, and then you skim, and the skimming takes for fucking ever to find a tiny answer to one question when it would have have been better to just read the article, and then we would have found it. That's what's killing our viewership, Kyle. Because, like, skimming doesn't take as long as you think it does. It does, though. We're sitting there, and it's like three minutes go by, and nothing's been said. And it's like, God damn it, everybody's falling asleep because three minutes have gone by, and nothing's been said. I'm telling you, dude, that's when we had the most viewers. Like, we had a lot of viewers when we skimmed. Yeah, but I'm just like wondering, did those people really give a shit, or were they just like thinking we were going to be like Fox News or something, you know? Well, think about it like this. When people usually listen to the news, like they don't spend, like the news doesn't usually spend 20, 30 minutes on one story. Yeah, I know, but the, the news usually doesn't cover a story good enough. And so we get this really dumbed-down version of what's going on, where it's like, uh, you know, 
this is good, this is bad, and it isn't explaining why it's good or why it's bad. Well, that's where our commentary comes in. Like, we need to get the yeah. basic gist of the article and give our commentary yeah. and break it down for the people. Like, we yeah. can't sit up and read, like, the entire article when it's just droning on and on. But that's what I mean. It's like we read the article and then we find a good part of the, you know, like what we're trying to talk about, you know? It's like when we read the, the, the article about, uh, uh, what was her name? Uh, Kamala Harris, that we're trying to figure out, okay, why is Kamala Harris going through all this? Oh, this is an attempt to, to fuck with Joe Biden for getting us out of Afghanistan. And it took us all this fucking reading to find out that that's what the attempt was about. It's like Infowars, they usually are pretty good about making their articles short and sweet, but other ones, like, yeah, they, they make their shit way their too long. Short, yeah, but they make their articles short and sweet, but then it, it comes out as this kind of, like, in a way, its own kind of being achieved. It's like, okay, vaccines are bad, which, okay, I, I agree with, but, you know, it. it Mexicans are bad, which I disagree with, and it, and it just kind of comes out like, this is good, this is bad, just believe it, and it, it kind of doesn't come, it's not a whole, like, why is this good or why is this bad, you know? Like, why is this going to help us or why is this not going to help us? Well, let's just play this podcast by ear and try and do shit different. Okay, I'm not sure how we're going to do it. Let's see. Uh, we're starting with InfoWars today. Okay. Uh, it says Nuremberg Code Punishable by Death. Voluntary consent of the human subject is absolutely essential. This means that the person involved should have legal capacity to give consent. Code reads, should be so situated as to be able to exercise free power of choice without the intervention of any element of force, fraud, deceit, duress, overreaching, or other ulterior form of constraint or coercion. It says, are the petty tyrants who have recklessly mandated vaccines while refusing non-vaccinated people food, employment, and basic freedom of choice violating the internationally recognized Nuremberg Code, which is punishable by yeah. death? I think they are. I think they're right on this one. In fact, they are violating the set of research ethics principles for human experimentation created by the USA versus Brandt Court as one result of the Nuremberg trials at the end of the Second World War with abandon. The 
the FDA's emergency authorization of the ineffective vaccines that are were hastily approved that lead billion-dollar vaccine industry windfall describes emergency approval as an emergency use authorization is a mechanism to facilitate the availability and use of medical countermeasures, including vaccines during public health emergencies, such as the current COVID-19 pandemic. Under an EUA FDA may follow, will may allow the use of unapproved medical products or unapproved uses of approved medical products in an emergency to diagnose, treat, or prevent serious or life-threatening diseases or conditions when certain statutory criteria have been met, including that there are no adequate approved and available alternatives. There are a myriad of early treatment alternatives that could have already saved thousands of lives had the doctors promoting them not been censored by Silicon Valley so that politicians could pretend be licensed in the Hippocratic Oath. Every American household should have them readily available instead of being forced into being vaccine guinea pigs. But billions of our tax dollars go to incompetently trapping thousands of Americans in Afghanistan and arming the Taliban instead. That's the end of the article. Yeah. Right on. Yeah, that's, uh, definitely they shouldn't be uh, just blindly pushing this, this uh, vaccine on everybody and they are pretty much violating the Nuremberg Code by doing it. So I agree with I agree with the InfoWars people out there completely. Owen Schroer gives update on legal situation and defense funding. Okay, uh, yeah, let's go into this a little bit. I'm not sure what this one's about yet. Uh, this is about uh, uh, the FBI is investigating Owen Schroer like the InfoWars host for oh. entering the Capitol building. Okay. So yeah, let's go into this. He's one of the one of the people that are getting fucked uh, with for what happened on January sixth. So uh, we should talk about what he's about. <laughs> one of the defendants. War room host to turn himself into FBI on Monday. Please oh, consider that's... donating to help with his fight against this deep state witch hunt. Okay, don't turn yourself into the FBI, dude. That's stupid. Oh, well, they got a warrant out for his arrest. It ain't shit he can do about it. I'd still be running away and going underground if I were him. Fuck. He's a public figure. That'd be pretty tough to do. I don't know. I'd still do it. I don't, I don't want to get in their clutches. I don't want to have to go into their damn concentration camp shit. The worst case scenario is he might get a felony and probably yeah, won't but, do time if he admits he's guilty. Yeah, but what if he decides, fuck it, I'm not going to plead guilty because 
you're saying that anybody who fights against your, your coronavirus lockdown legislation is guilty. And it's like, you know, you, you've gone too far in taking away everybody's freedom. We're, you know, in fighting against them taking away our freedom, you know, I'm not going to plead guilty. That's not something to be guilty for, you know. Owen Shore gives an update on his arrest warrant by the FBI and his new legal defense fund, which has been pulled by GoFundMe on Saturday. Please consider donating at defendowen.com to help carry on the fight. Damn. Yeah, that sucks that he's going to jail. Does it say anything more about what ha- about uh, him and what he's about? Uh, he's pretty much about everything that, uh, like, uh, he's like, uh, the number two broadcaster besides Alex Jones on InfoWars. Okay, so, like, they need, they really need to interview him, you know, like, as far as, this is a, uh, a dude who's fighting for freedom, who's being, you know, who's about to be put in a concentration camp. We're fighting to, to stop the uh, coronavirus lockdown measure. Basically, it's a 19-minute video. 19-minute video? Yeah. Nah, I don't think I want to listen to 20 minutes of it. That's too much. But okay. Do they have him, you know, like, do they have, do they ask him any questions and get answers from him anywhere in this article? No. Okay, okay. Yeah, let's go to the next one. Surgeon General, vaccine mandates at businesses, colleges, a very reasonable thing to do. too far into it because it's probably going to be mostly self-explanatory in the first paragraph or two. Okay. But, okay. Somebody is... They're, they're trying to, to get this this uh, attempt to kill everybody and everybody's... When you go to work you're, you're expected to let yourself get killed and when you're... What are the other police? College. You know, and businesses. And you're expected to uh, let yourself get killed. And uh, the government is trying to push that everybody has to let themselves get killed if you want to do a bunch of things in life. That's why if they're going to let us all get killed unless we do certain things in life, we should all be getting on the welfare rolls, I guess. Government using corporations and institutions to create a two-tiered society once the FDA fully approves the COVID injections. Yeah, no, that's what they're trying to do in, in L.A. That's why I want to get out of L.A. Surgeon General Vivek Murphy claimed Sunday that COVID vaccine mandates 
at businesses and colleges are a very reasonable thing to do. Yeah, that's what they'll say. In an interview on CNN State of the Union, Murphy said that... It's always reasonable to take away your freedom. Taking away your freedom is reasonable. Uh, Murphy said that, well, Murphy said that once the Food and Drug Administration formally approves the injection, then implementing mandates at those places will create a safe environment. We already know that there are many businesses and universities that have moved toward vaccine requirements, and I think that's a very reasonable thing to do to create a safe environment, Murphy told host Brianna Keeler. No, but we shouldn't be creating a safe environment at the expense of creating a free environment. It's better to have a free environment than a safe environment. Freedom should always be more considered more a more important uh, priority than safety. The Obama and Biden appointee added that he supports school mandating vaccines and masks for children, the lowest at-risk demographic to the China virus. Yeah, this dude's a fucking turd. This dude's just... If you know, somebody else that wants to take away our freedom, but the reasonable thing to do is to take away your freedom. Don't you think taking away your freedom is reasonable? No, I don't. Even if it's way likely for little kids to get heart inflammation, they should still get it. Yeah. It says that anybody over 30, well, under 30, usually it's a high number or a decent number of people get heart inflammation. It even says it on the brochures for the vaccines. It's only reasonable to let some doctor hurt you. Yeah. Everything Ooh. they've always told me all my life was reasonable was just letting people hurt me, and I'm fucking... I never believed anybody when they told me anything that was going on was reasonable. I always questioned all their reasoning. I always questioned all their answers because their answers were always bullshit throughout my whole life. I think all of these are reasonable because when we're faced with the most transmissible variant that we've seen today, the Delta variant, we have our kids essentially is the point of concern here in our schools and their health and well-being on the line. We've got to take every step we can. No, but part of your well-being is being able to fucking hang out with your friends and see their facial expressions. You know, part of well-being is being able to, to have close contact with people. Without that, you're making people's well-being uh, a lot worse by putting all these restrictions on them and by creating this fucked up society in the first place. And so I think that these measures, these requirements we're seeing are absolutely reasonable, but I think they will help, he added. I bet you do. You always think that everybody in power 
thinks that every time they take away anybody's freedom, it's always reasonable. And every time they do it, it's always bullshit. You know, this is the way the Republicans were doing it back in the 80s and early 90s. The way the Democrats are doing it now and other things the Democrats were doing for all this time. Every time they all said it, something was reasonable, it was always some bullshit that they're trying to shove down our throats. And I, I don't believe any of their answers. I don't believe anything the government motherfuckers have to say. The FDA is reportedly considering approving the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines as early as this week. Oh, great. So we're staring down the barrel of this shit. Yeah, yeah. Shit. And that's the end of the article. Hypocrisy. Unmasked Pelosi speaks at maskless Democrat fundraiser. Okay. I don't particularly want to go into that one because that seems pretty self-explanatory. Okay. Okay, so... uh, Nancy Pelosi is being a hypocrite telling all the rest of us that we got to prove ourselves that we're allies of the government, wear stupid masks... Which my good, my best looking mask just broke, so now I'm wearing a mask I wore when I, I smashed my head into a uh, hole, so my mask is all bloody, but at least it's together. <laughs> yeah, that probably <laughs> does look good. Blood, 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 my blood. <laughs> one blood, one blood. Yeah, that's probably what's freaking people out. You're coming in with a fucking big ass stain on your mask. I mean, I just just moved. I I just switched masks like an hour ago. This was before everybody got freaked out. My last mask just broke. The problem with these masks that are more safer is. They're, the ear, you know, like the ear part where you put on your ears, like they made the, that part more cheaper to make the other part of the mask more heavy. So, like, in making the front part of the mask more heavy and more safe, they made the rubber bands that hold the mask together not so, like, so that they break very easily. Yeah. Secretary of State Blinken dodges when asked if Biden doesn't know what's going on in Afghanistan. No, I So the emperor does have clothes on. Yeah, I think the emperor has his clothes on and he knows what's going on and everybody's trying to make him look like he's more stupid than than him. I don't know, you want to go through more of this or you want to go to the next article? 
It depends on how it starts off. Okay. All I can tell you is that is what I've heard. And again, this is a powerful emotional time for a lot of allies and partners as it is for me. As it is for us, he tells Fox host Chris Wallace. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken wouldn't directly answer whether his boss Joe Biden is kept in the loop on the unfolding events in Afghanistan. In an interview on Fox News Sunday, host Chris Wallace asked Blinken point blank, does the president not know what's going on? Rather than answer the question, Blinken went on a tangent about how the Biden administration's Afghanistan debacle was an emotional time. Okay, uh, that's a pretty good way to answer it. I mean, I think it might, him not answering the question might mean, though, that he's part of this coup with uh, uh, um, Kamala Harris. So that's the thing you got to look at. It's like, who's, who's in on this? Who's trying to get rid of Biden? Blinken might be one of those people that's trying to get rid of Biden like Kamala Harris. Uh, it says, but I've also heard of this. I've heard across the board deep appreciation and thanks from allies and partners for everything that we've done to bring our allies and partners out of harm's way. Really? I haven't heard any of that shit. What? said, I haven't heard any of that shit in the news. And I haven't heard it either, but I think they need to see what's going on. There's going to be plenty of time to look back to figure out who was saying what, when, what should have happened differently. Plenty of time for that. Blinken added after Wallace pressed him on contradictory remarks coming from the White House and Pentagon. U.S. allies like the U.K. are so appreciative of Biden that its parliament voted to hold him in contempt over his catastrophic and shameful pullout from Kabul. Again, I don't think it's catastrophic or shameful. I hate when they spin it that way. And that's just what the country of England is saying. Yeah, but this is like, this is like the Republican spin on it. And, and the mainstream Democrats spin on it. Like, they're trying to really make Biden look like he's fucked up, you know, like, in, in the same way that they, I think a lot of people tried to make uh, Ford look like he was fucked up when uh, uh, we got out of uh, Vietnam in 75. And, uh, like, every time something like this happens, the mainstream people that are behind every war try to make the one who makes peace happen look stupid. They tried to make Ford look stupid back in the 70s, if I remember right, and they're trying to make Biden look stupid now. French and German leaders also condemned Biden over the Afghanistan pullout fiasco. Blinken 
Blinken also defended the U.S. decision to enter Afghanistan in the first place, claiming the foreign policy goal of diminishing al-Qaeda has been successful. Which is true. Al-Qaeda is pretty much dead. Yeah. They got that part of it. They didn't uh, let Al-Qaeda spread their stuff too far. This article turned out to be more interesting than I thought it would be. Well, it was a boring article, but it's something we needed to know. I mean, I think we need to like really know how in the when when Biden does something that's 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 helping all of us. How much the people in power try to always make whenever a president does something to help us, the people in power always try to make the president look bad. Whenever it happens, and, and like this is something that, that people really need to understand to understand what happens why when it, whenever something good happens in the country it always gets bad press so like while something good is happening in the country everybody in the media is making it look bad you know the same thing they did in the sense i remember when we got out of vietnam and everybody in the media was making it look bad and i was like automatically believing my parents at the time because that's what they were drilling down my throat was well, this is bad because uh, it's, you know, we should have ended in, in glory and we ended in disgrace, you know, and, and I believed that shit up until I was like 14, 15 years old. And, you know, until I finally like learned what was going on in the news through, you know, in Vietnam through listening to political lectures. It's, uh, I, I didn't get that shit, you know, and all of a sudden I'm 15, you know, late part of court, really really I didn't get it till I was 15 and I'm 15 and I'm finally like understanding damn you know all this shit that I would just automatically believe ever since I was a kid was is a bunch of bullshit and like this is like like a lot of people gotta get snapped out of what they automatically believed I mean I think I became politically aware around the time I was about 11 See, like I was, I, when I was 11, I still believed everything my parents told me, and I didn't, didn't question anything. I was like, even when I was 13 and when I was like, you know, getting into punk rock or whatever, I still thought Reagan was cool, you know, and, and it was like, I didn't get that Reagan was really one of the biggest enemies of, of, of all of us, uh, you know, of the American people up until really last couple of months of when I was 14 and uh, from then on I hadn't realized that yeah like when I started to question the the narrative on uh, I'm alright right now like I began to question the 9-11 narrative and I became a conspiracy theorist basically when I was 11 when I saw all the, uh, and this was on TV too, like when the people were saying that there's no way that the buildings could fall because it was a, a bunch of 
demolitions expert saying it looked like a controlled demolition. So that's when I and I actually looked at what a controlled demolition looks like, and I watched the towers fall, and I figured it out, you know. did you figure that out? Like, did you just listen to talks about it, or? Yeah, and I saw, saw a really good documentary movie on it uh, that uh, pretty much convinced me, gave me, convinced me the overwhelmingly that everything that I'd heard for the, for the past three years was a bunch of crap. And uh, when I've heard the people arguing for the opposite, I haven't story is they can't arrest us all. Force-mounted protesters steal the show at Australian anti-lockdown rally. Right on, right on. They're still fighting in Australia. Still fighting the... I guess everybody's willing to risk that... Like, I guess everybody's willing to risk that $21,000 fine. I think I think California is too liberal to fight against it. 
if California can't fight against it, then California's getting conservative. If we can't fight against this, signs of going along with this is signs of conservatism. Whatever the government does is okay. Government taking away our freedom is okay. It's not okay when the government takes away our freedom. A liberal thing if the government's taking away our freedom. That's not the left. It's, a, it's the fake left of the Democrats doing this. It's not the real left that's taking away our freedom. Oh, you ain't got to worry about it from the right, so. Yeah, no, this, this is this is right-wing Democrats, moderate Democrats that are heavily involved in taking away our freedom. And that's what we're fighting Epic scene. scene reminded demonstrators of freedom fighter William Wallace portrayed by Mel Gibson in Braveheart. Okay, well, I don't know if I'd call him a, a, a fight a freedom fighter and a Braveheart. To me, that wouldn't be a movie to like get people excited about changing it. You got to make it more real life and not so much like a dumb movie. Because like Braveheart was just dumb entertainment. This is real life. Well, Braveheart was about William Wallace, though. Okay. But, like, what did William Wallace do for, what, was it for Australia or for... Ireland. Ireland. He fought against the British. Okay. Yeah, no, I mean, it is similar, yeah, fighting against the British. Yeah, this is kind of like fighting against the British, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. that's pretty, yeah, that is a good comparison, you're right. Yeah, no, that makes sense. But I look at it as fighting against the British. Yeah, you know, like in the, in the way that the IRA was fighting against the British, you know, and the Ulster Unionists. It's, a, it's like that kind of a fight. Yeah, William Wallace definitely would have been like the IRA in the, a few hundred years ago. Yeah, but, you know, a few hundred years ago, then it wasn't heavy. This was like how Ireland won some kind of semi-freedom from the British, but it really didn't turn out to be freedom from the British because the British screwed them over. But when you go into the way that the British screwed people over in the 20th century, uh, it's not cool to talk about that stuff in the news because the IRA used a tactic that uh, 
uh, people in power didn't like. So, you know, when, when you portray the IRA people as heroes, they, uh, you know, like, it's not as cool in the media to portray them as heroes as it is to portray these people that did it in the past as heroes. But I think both... Not both the people that did it back how many hundred years ago in the IRA are just as equal of heroes. Yeah, like, I fuck with the IRA. I think they're a little too extreme sometimes, but I, in general, fuck with them. I don't know. I mean, I, I think the IRA was, uh, you know, and Sinn Féin is, is really trying to make things better for people in Ireland. I don't know if it's so cool to go along with the... Uh, EU and what they're doing, but maybe that's the only way they can see their their goals, you know, coming together. So I don't I don't know how to look at it because I don't think what the EU is doing is freeing anybody, but I don't think what England is doing, also trying to punish the Irish, is is helping people either. You know, as far as the the, the Brexit people aren't really helping the Irish people have a better situation either. So it's kind of like. The Sinn Féin people and the IRA people are, are kind of between a rock and a hard place. You know, you have, like, the EU that's screwing the country over, and then you've got the the British government that's screwing the Irish people over. So, I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure how you can look at that. So, it's kind of confusing. Now that sneeze had soul. <laughs> yeah, that was James. Probably the most interesting part of the show so far. I don't think we've had some good stories so far. No, this is all boring shit. <laughs> this is all boring shit that we have to know to figure out how we're being screwed with. Like, you know, like. <laughs> Yeah, we're figuring out that we're being screwed with, mostly. Yeah, no, those Australians are really being screwed with. Shit. Mounted police officers are commonly used uh, at rallies around the globe, but mounted protesters seem to be an Australian innovation. As a man was filmed encouraging people to break COVID-19 rules from the back of a white horse. Oh, well, Right on. Let me see if it's still recording. Okay, one minute remaining in the segment. Uh, film uh, protesters seem to be an Australian innovation... Oh, wait. The epic scene was filmed in Tweed Heads on the border between Queensland and New South Wales, where around a thousand people gathered on Sunday to decry the ban on crossing state lines, introducing to stem the spread of the coronavirus. A man galloped on a white horse among the demonstrators while delivering a sort of a passionate pre-battle speech. 
crossover. Everyone go across the border. Crossover. They can't arrest us all. The writer shouted, prompting applause and cheers from his fellow protesters. Right on. Welcome back to Kakeyas. The Air Order Show. I'm your host, Air Order. Must be mighty good because we're broadcasting news all the way down from all the way from Turkey and Afghanistan to Hollywood. <laughs> you got to say your name, Cap Chaos. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I'm Kyle Chaos and. and He's there in order. Now, now, now we're doing it. We're trying to do it like the old uh, uh, kind of early mid '60s style when it was more hyper before uh, before it got to that mellow style that I that monotone style that I like to use uh, usually. But, uh, I guess we're trying to do the more hyper style from more mid '60s with that brighter tone in our voices. Yeah. <laughs> That brighter sound. <laughs> as opposed to the late 60s, early 70s, which wasn't quite as, which was more of a mellow sound <laughs> of uh, damn time and for the perfect musical where we were all taking balls. Uh, Aaron Order hitting you with some musical range that you wouldn't have thought a 30-year-old would know. Yeah. But we're going back to the mid-60s where it's adrenaline rock. The adrenaline rock of the mid-60s. Then we continue the article. Some people online found the video impressive or at least funny, while others pointed out that riding the horse into a crowd where there were kids was quite a dangerous thing to do. Uh, What was a dangerous thing to do? Riding a horse in a crowd with kids. A crowd of what? Kids. Nah. I mean, if they can do it at the goddamn Rose Parade, why can't they do it at a protest? It's not like he was just galloping through. It's like, come on, let's let the horse run over some little kids. Maybe we'll use it to the innocent children as as, uh, targets. If they get killed in this, it's the Australian cops' fault. The mounted protester also reminded commentators of the 13th century Scottish independence hero William Wallace, who was portrayed by Aussie actor Mel Gibson in the Oscar-winning movie Braveheart. Okay. 
Wallace and I just, was. Uh, wasn't that impressed with the movie? Was you? I just saw that movie. Like, this is just something to make chicks all fucking like they're they're cheesy. You know, they're cheesy. Uh, knight in shining armor who doesn't really exist. You know, and push that in, in everybody's face. But, uh, yeah, you'd probably have to have seen it to believe it, because I remember it playing a lot when I was a kid, and uh, I sir, rather enjoyed it. Sir, I watched it in the hemp office, and I was just very bored, and uh, you know maybe because I can't see, but I just I just thought it, this was just like every like woman's sweet dream of, of like some dude that was get, was out to protect them while they were like depriving them and shit. So it's like. I, I just couldn't get into it. I just saw, like, the women watching the movie go, I wish my man was like that, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, this dude doesn't exist, okay? was fighting for freedom and people who took part in the rally insisted they were doing the very same thing. The closure of the border with New South Wales, which remains the worst hit state by the Delta variant and other COVID-19 restrictions are a direct attack on my freedom of liberty, freedom to move, one of them told ABC News. Such measures will break up of the Commonwealth of Australia. And signaled the end of democracy as we know it, he warned. Yeah, it definitely sig- signaled the end of democracy as they know it. Signaled the end of democracy as we know it here in this country. As the party that says they're on the side of democracy, the Democrats. But the Democrats are ending democracy by their, their uh, COVID-19 uh, health restrictions. <laughs> well, his actions turned out to be a nothing burger. However, the horsemen call, horsemen's calls were unable to inspire the people to storm the border after all. The rallying tweed heads concluded peacefully, unlike a much larger demonstration in Melbourne on Saturday, which was marred by clashes with police and over 200 arrests. Well, at least they're fighting the war in Melbourne. Yeah, they, they got balls in Melbourne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tweed heads has got a long way to go. You got to get balls in LA, like, and I, and I see enough people that are pissed off that probably would have enough balls in LA if they like, instead of focusing it on the, on the dude that just might have ripped you off on some fucking, you know, I don't know, or that might have said something bad to you, and focus it on the government that's fucking with you instead of some dude that's like, probably not much of an enemy. 
that's like not doing anything that heavy to fuck with you, and then you're gonna go like point a gun at him. You know? Focus on the government's doing more to fuck you over than anybody out here on the damn street is. Okay, goddamn. Yeah, true. People really don't know where their true enemies lie. Yeah, yeah, but you know, like a lot of these, like you know, like you know, a lot of these dudes that are you know into doing like heavier drugs or whatever, they're they're like so caught on what enemies like fucking them over on that scene, and they're not caught on like how's the government fucking them over, how's the government making them their lives hard, and then they're just fighting for dumb shit. It's just stupid. You know? I mean, I'm here, it's like some dude talking about he's going to pull a gun out on somebody. It's like, something stupid. He's like, what the fuck? You really want to <laughs> fight for that? And true. L.A. Times dubs California recall frontrunner Larry Elder the blackface of white supremacy. Now, that's um, a fucked up thing to say about a black guy. <laughs> but he kind of, you know, I mean, I don't think he's a face of white supremacy so much, but he is like on the side of a lot of people getting fucked with. He does remind me of a lot of black dudes that are out to fuck with other black people. I mean, mm. when he's listening to his talk show, I mean, he talks about some very real stuff on his talk show, but overall, I've heard him like really be on the side of. I've tried to be on the side of some really cool things having to do with these situations, but I've heard him also on the side of, of, you know, letting certain of your own people starve and letting, you know, your own people get through. And maybe not starve, but just, like, donate food to people and shit. I've seen him on the side of things that would screw his own people over, and in that way, he kind of is similar to a Jewish Nazi, but on, on certain issues. I mean, in general, I don't like seeing him as, as somebody that, uh, I agree with him on some things, but I don't agree with him on a lot of things. And when he calls himself a libertarian, he's been on the side of too many government things that fucked over people for me to consider him a real libertarian. As much as he was at least on the side of legalizing herb, uh, just on other issues, he's not been that libertarian to me. Did you want to go into that one or keep it moving? Um, I'd say, yeah, let's go into it. Like, how are they, what are they criticizing, uh, uh, him for saying, and, you know, is it something that I'd criticize him for saying or something that I think he's saying that's right? It's like, on certain things he's right, and on certain things I think he's, uh, with black dudes trying to fuck with other black dudes says you've got to be real scared and desperate to play the race card against the brother from South Central he says okay yeah it could be but I think it could be true in some ways like with certain things that I've heard him say I, I, I've heard him be in favor of attempts to screw, in, to screw over his own people so I don't know you can look at it both, both ways Certain 
If you're looking for proof positive that Larry Elder is making progress toward winning California's recall election, look no further than the LA Times. The paper published a column on Friday claiming that longtime conservative Fox News contributor and syndicated talk radio host Elder is the black face of white supremacy. Columnist Erica D. Smith wrote, Few things infuriate me more than watching a black person use willful blindness and cherry-pick facts to make overly simplistic arguments that whitewash the complex problems that come along with being black in America. Okay, no, that's a pretty, that's a pretty accurate assessment of what he does. I, I, I think that's a pretty good uh, way of seeing what he does. Like that, that's pretty spot on, actually. <laughs> but yeah, let's let's go more into what he's saying. Yeah, it's a chick. They're commenting on a chick's uh, article. Despite ostensibly representing the political party of equality and being anti-racist, Smith's arguments against Elder seem to mostly focus on his race. Like a lot of black people, though, I've learned that it's often best just to ignore people like Elder. People who are, as my dad used to say, skin folk, but not necessarily kin folk. That sounds very bland and... Doesn't make sense. No, it makes sense because, like, okay, if you're looking at it as like, okay, here's a dude that that's like, you know, like if I was a black dude and looking at it, here's a dude that says he's on the side of us black dudes, but yet he wants to make things harder on us in a lot of ways and, and make it so that we can't get as many handouts or whatever in a lot of ways. And, make it so that we might get screwed over more by cops and other things in certain ways, then yeah, that, that argument makes sense. It's like he's not one of us. He's like a black dude who could be seen as working for the white dudes but could also be seen as working for himself too, depending on what he said. Like, I've heard certain issues that I've, I've felt like he was on the side of black dudes, and then I've heard him talk to other issues that make me think he's against black dudes. So, it's kind of... Uh, I see where this dude's head's at. But yeah, what else did the article say? Melina Abdullah, co-founder of Black Lives Matter Los Angeles, even chimed in, he is a danger, a clear and present danger. Abdullah continued, anytime you put a black face on white supremacy, which is what Larry Elder is, there are people who will utilize that as an opportunity to deny white supremacy. They say, how could this be white supremacy? This is a black man. But everything that he's pushing, everything that he stands for, he is advancing white supremacy. I'm not seeing anything where they're actually pointing out what he's done that supports white supremacy. I mean, I'd say like half of the things he he stands for doesn't support that. And half of the things he stands for does support that, what I've heard on his show. I'd say 50% of the things he stands for supports white supremacy, and 50% of the things he stands for doesn't. Earl O. 
Ghafari Hutchinson, a political analyst and author, made the most astute observation, despite likely trying to argue a different point. The only positive I see in in an elder candidacy is that it is yet another wake-up call for Democrats in California and nationally to not take black and people of color's votes and support for granted. Elder seemed to take the jab in jest this weekend, tweeting, you've got to be real scared and desperate to play the race card against the brother from South Central. And that's the end of the article. Okay. Yeah, I think they should have focused more on what issues he covers. I mean, I like what Earl Alfari Hutchinson said about uh, the, 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 the Democrats should be, like, worried about, uh, you know, should be trying to make sure that uh, their party is really supporting black people, because I really think in a lot of ways the Democrats don't really support black people. I think voting for the Democratic candidate in general is hurting black people just as much as voting for the Republican candidate. They're both out to keep the same bullshit going, as far as I can tell. But, uh, they should have gone more into what issues he is in favor of that you know that would make him white supremacist. They didn't really go into specific issues, and that's where the argument bagging on on uh, on uh, uh, Larry Elders wasn't as good. They didn't really go into the, specific, the specifics of this is why he's a. Uh, uh, an advocate for white supremacy. They should have gone into all that, all those issues that make him more of an advocate for white supremacy to prove their point. And they didn't really do a good job of proving their point. I mean, I think you could do a good job of proving their point, but you've got to actually go into those issues. And I don't think they went into those issues, at least not from what we read, but maybe there's other things that went into those issues that we didn't know. So, yeah. Like, I think they quoted what their best arguments were. Like, they okay, should have... Like, uh, just basically trying to say that, you know, he's the face of white supremacy for black America. Like, I think that pretty much summed it up. I don't no, think that they were actually going to, like, sit up and have a... Because that's usually when someone is probably better for the people, in my opinion, when it comes to when Democrats go against somebody. Because when Democrats just slander someone's character, they don't really have much evidence to actually back up their claims. But that's it. I think they have the evidence to back it up, but they didn't bring it out. And therefore, that made their argument not as good. It's like you're just doing a blanket statement. He's supporting white supremacists or white supremacy. Well, then prove what issues does he is he in favor of that is that are supporting white supremacy, and go into all those issues. Because I think they have a good argument in going into those issues, but they didn't bring that argument out. Let's see if somebody else covered it better.
calmatters.org. Who is Larry Elder and what would he do as governor? Well, good. At least he's a front runner. I mean, as far as for the Republicans. So, at least there is a candidate that people are going for that. Uh, well, it says like, he's a libertarian, though. Yeah, and he says he's a libertarian, but to me, he's not very libertarian when I hear what he stands for. He stands for a lot of government's intrusion into especially students at, at, at black schools' lives that uh, I did not, you know, that, that I think is like a heavy government intrusion that's not very libertarian. always been like a supporter of big government too many things for me to believe he's a true libertarian and usually big government oppressing people in a way that's not a true libertarian to me Well, so far, they've only brought up that his ex-fiance said that he brandished a gun at her while high on marijuana. Okay. So? He just denied it and said, I'm not going to dignify this with a response. It's beneath me. Okay. No, that's, that's good. I don't, I don't care about whatever he did, you know, going to gun at some chick that was being a pain in the ass or whatever. You know, I could see being in a situation like that. I've been in a, a situation of being heavily insulted by a woman and, and wanting to pull a gun on her, but not having the gun. <laughs> I've been in a few situations like this. Well, here are the five takeaways from his talk with uh, Cal Matters. He said, I don't have horns, I don't have a tail. Elder is especially clear on this point. He thinks he's gotten a raw deal from the left-wing media since he announced his campaign last month. I don't know. I think he does have horns in a tail. When I've heard issues that he supports on his talk show, he seems like an oppressor and, a, and, a, and someone on the side of the oppressors to me too many times. Uh, he said before noting that he also doesn't club baby seals and eat their heads. While his views on labor policy, gender equality, and race have been characterized by the Newsom camp and even some fellow Republicans as extreme, Elder says they're rooted in common sense and economics 101. In the latest okay. in a string of stories unearthing past controversial comments, both CNN and San Francisco Chronicle published articles Thursday documenting what he has said about women. 
He also mentioned that he's written books and made documentaries. Despite their commercial success, he claims, they've been skimmed over by arbiters of merit and taste, newspaper book reviewers, and the Oscars. It's just surprising that I've been shut out like this, he said. I'm from the hood. I ought to be a success story. Not that depicting himself in the media as a target and picking fights with fault-finding reporters doesn't have its political upside. Just ask Donald Trump. For elder supporters and many recall voters, the disapproval of the chattering classes may serve as its own endorsement. Well, yet again, they didn't actually go into what he actually said. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they, everything that they went into that he said was good stuff that he said that would not make him look like a white supremacist. Uh, he says, I am a small L libertarian. The biggest challenge in California in general is the intrusiveness of government, he said. I believe that a government that governs less governs best. Okay. Hence his views on the minimum wage, there shouldn't be one. Okay, see that's, I think going against the minimum wage is something that would be going against black people, personally. Yeah, that's true. Like, saying there shouldn't be a minimum wage is kind of stupid. Well, now, to the Republicans, to them, it's a smart argument. But I, I just disagree with that. I don't think it's a good argument, but to them, it is a good argument. So, it depends on how you look at it. But, uh, I personally don't think their arguments against the minimum wage are good arguments. Uh, hence, his views on the minimum wage, there shouldn't be one. Pregnancy discrimination prohibitions in the workplace, leave it to the market. Public welfare programs, it encourages women to marry the government. In a way, but I think he's going about it the wrong way. Yeah. I kind of agree with it, looking at looking at it that way too. I mean, he has a point in a lot of this, but because uh, women do when these chicks starve, you know, like when they're having problems, that's not the way to. I don't think that's a good way to go about doing it, looking at it either. You know. Yeah, but a lot of government programs don't allow for women to have men in the home and stuff like that. Yeah, no, that's the bad trip about the government. You know, this is why. I personally don't want to sign any uh, contracts with the, with the government because I really think what's going on now is everything the government's trying to do is to make it impossible for me to really get into a relationship with a woman because I'm going to be stuck in these houses where I have a bunch of men as roommates and fucking, or where I can't do what I want. And it's like, I'm trying not to be stuck in that situation. You know, it's like... I might have to be stuck in another house where I can't do what I want in a few months, but God damn it, for the next month and a week or two weeks, I want to be able to do what I want. You know, next two months and two weeks, I want to be able to do what I want. You know, so it's like, shit. 
if Public I gotta go back schools. to some fucking transitional house, then I won't be able to do shit or somehow. You know, Dude, most fucking places are not as draconian and backwards as Bert's place. Now, the ones I talked to are worse than Bert's. <laughs> Bert's was the best one I talked to. All the ones I talked to in Cali, they would let you smoke weed in the backyard and shit. Yeah, but then they'd also have this... The ones that would let you smoke herb in the backyard, they had all these other, like... Well, then you have to give us a positive, you know, like, medical test for this or a medical test for that. It's like, fuck that shit. Yeah, but wouldn't that be worth at least having the freedom no. to smoke weed? No, no, not, not when it comes, because that change for the worst is a worse change for the worst. Like, everything requiring medical tests to get into a house is a change for the worst that needs to be fighted, fought against. Jesus, what what ones were you talking to? Because nobody ever brought up shit like that when I was looking for transitional housing. Okay, well, I talked to a few houses that were mostly run by women that they were trying to push that. Hmm. No, no, I never had that experience when I was looking for ones there. Uh But uh, to continue, leave uh, public welfare programs, uh, public schools. He refers to school, well, prefers school vouchers, which I don't even know what the fuck a school voucher is. It's where you can get a certain amount of uh, money from the government to put your kid in what, the school of their choice, whether it's public or private, or right, so that you could get you know money to put some a kid to a private school through the government, which I wouldn't be in favor of, because if that was the case, my parents would have probably forced me to go to some Christian school. And uh, You probably would have had a better education. I would have had a very one-sided education, I think. It probably would have forced you to be more academically successful. Maybe, but I'm glad I had the ability to question enough things to not be academically successful and decide that that wasn't something that I wanted to do with my life. State-funded health insurance programs. You need to have competition. Okay. I mean, I kind of see that. But in another way, I kind of see how the insurance people can twist that to their own purposes and deny people insurance, too. So I don't know. Recreational drugs. He supports legalization. Yeah, now that's the one issue that I agree with him on. He said, the only person I want to debate is Gavin Newsom. Okay. That would be... I'd love to see them do that. Unfortunately, the only people that are going to be debating are the other candidates. I don't think, or I don't know, maybe Gavin Newsom will be there. I don't know. Will Gavin Newsom be there to debate uh, to, to debate uh, Larry Albert? I, I'd love to see that in a way. I think he, I think Gavin Newsom would probably lose the debate, unfortunately, or not unfortunately, you know. But I think, 
I mean, Gavin Newsom would win at certain at some points, but who's it? Like, if, if you talk to him about how he's handled the lockdown, Gavin Newsom's going to lose. <laughs> I mean, I think really probably Larry Elbers is the best hope that that uh, we have to to just get our freedom back. Unfortunately, as much as I can't support him as a candidate, I couldn't vote for him. Uh, I don't know, maybe there's a libertarian candidate that isn't more of a true libertarian than Larry Alberts who could run, who would give more of a true libertarian viewpoint on things, uh, especially and other social issues that uh, I think Larry Alberts is, is weak on. Maybe that's who I'd want to vote for uh, for the recall. I don't know. He says, I have a substantial lead over my Republican rivals. That's one of the reasons why they want to debate me, he said. If I was sitting at 2% in the polls, I'd want to debate me as well. Yeah, no, he's. I, I really think at this point he's the best hope the recall has. I really, I really hope that he does good. As much as I don't like him as a candidate, I hope he's successful because he's the biggest shot we have at stopping this government lockdown shit, unfortunately. As much as I'm going to probably have to vote for some other more true libertarian candidate than him, he is the best hope we have to get to to, to stop, uh, to, to get our freedom back. So I, I hope he's successful. Will you be able to vote? Because, like, the vote's next month. Yeah, no, I probably won't be able to vote, but, uh, I, part of me hopes he does good. Although part of me would love to hear other people that I don't know if I'll be able to. Depends on where they when they have these debates or whatever. And the next one is. The election was in October. Um, Let me double check. Tuesday, September 14th. Oh, shit. Okay. We only got a couple weeks. Shit. Yeah, shit. I, I really, I hope he's successful. I mean, he's, he's the biggest hope we, we have in, in, in uh, getting our freedom back, unfortunately. As much as I can't vote for him, I, I, he is the biggest hope in us getting our freedom back right now. Probably. Yeah. He may fuck you over in other ways, but he'll give you the freedom that you need. Yeah. I mean, as far as the most important freedoms we need right now, he would get us that. But he'd screw us over in too many other ways for me to be able to vote for him. But, uh, I mean, because I think that's the ultimate goal of the Republicans is to get him in so that they do something just as bad as, as the raising of the rents. And then we're going to be screwed over in that huge way. And I think that's how the Republicans are going to use him to screw us over. So, again, that's why I can't vote for him. But he's still the biggest hope we have in ending this, this current bullshit. So it's, it's kind of confusing. <laughs> I don't know. 
Well, this is where you'll probably uh, defer from him on this topic. He said the term is illegal alien. Elders, years in media would have well, in the media world have given him a knack for talking politics in a way to draw an audience, but also sometimes to inflame. So yes, he opposes the California's recent expansion of Medi-Cal, the public health insurance program for low-income people, to undocumented immigrants. And no, he's not going to use the term undocumented immigrant. Okay, well... Which I gotta back him up on, man. But I think he he really wishes he could use the racial slur term, but he's not gonna use that. But I I really think he wishes he could use it. Like, this is the example that I've always said, is that these illegal immigrants come into the country and just swallow up fucking funds, government funds that could be going to Americans. But if, if they deny it to those dudes, they're eventually going to deny it to us. So that's kind of the way I look at it. No, they've already said they're going to deny it to us. It's just going to take longer if we don't have them sucking up the money as well. Yeah, but uh, if they're going to deny it to us, they're eventually going to deny it to us, and then we just got to get ready for that. So, whenever they, they're able to screw with one group, they're able to screw with everybody. So I'm not going to say that you can screw with that group because eventually they'll screw with Likewise, climate change activists and cons- conservationists are environmental extremists. The reformist district attorneys in Los Angeles and San Francisco are soft on crime and safety net programs pushed by Democrats representing an attack on the nuclear family. Okay, I mean, I get why he thinks they're an attack on the nuclear family, but at the same time, I don't agree with him saying, oh, we should have this program for whatever. Somebody like Clarence Thomas, one of a governor's most powerful policy levers is his ability to appoint to the judicial bench to vacated constitutional offices and to the state's many regulatory commissions. While Elder doesn't have a short list of names for any of those possible appointments, he takes inspiration from Washington, D.C. when selecting a judge or justice. He would model his selection on self-described originalists like Thomas and the late Antonin Scalia. Okay, well, I don't think they were great. I think they did more to take away our freedom than anything. Uh, especially in the 80s and 90s and early 2000s, they did a lot to take away our freedom. So I, I, I'm not on their side. <laughs> 
I don't know anything about their voting record beyond the last few years, so I can't really speak on it. I remember a lot about their voting record through the 80s and 90s. It was not very pretty. I remember Anton Scalia was one of the people advocating for uh, even to make it illegal for gay dudes to have sex in Georgia back in the 80s and shit. Back oh, in 1986, wow. I remember that. It's like, what the hell? You really like want to get somebody put in jail for 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 you know like a, a having a bug put sex. in jail for having oral sex and you know whatever in Georgia? Like, what the hell? And for the state board of education, somebody who has the same philosophy as the former. Secretary of Education Betsy Davos. I heard a lot of bad shit about her. Yeah, I heard some bad things and some good things about her, so I don't, I don't know what to But there was one former DC bigwig elder was not inclined to talk about. Stephen Miller, the former Trump advisor, whose early start as a right wing provocateur began on Elder's show. Why would you bring up Stephen Miller, Elder asked repeatedly. I'm just wondering what the agenda here is. What's the point? Am I somehow, what, a Nazi, a fascist? That's the end of the article. Okay. Okay, that probably given that, that probably article gave us more meat on what he's about than anything. So that's how you can judge what, how you're going to vote by listening to that. Like I said, I can't vote for him because there's too many issues that he's for that I'm against, but uh, he's still the best hope we have at getting our freedom back right now, which is really sad because once he, you know, like, he'll get us our freedom back, but at the same time, I think he's going to screw us over in some other way that I, I can't vote for him, but he is the best hope we have at getting at least the little tiny amounts of freedom that the Democrats have taken away from us back. So that's... Alright, then the next story is fully vaxxed Jesse Jackson hospitalized with COVID. Oh, shit. Okay, should we go into this or we're Yet again, the vaccines don't work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It seems kind of self-explanatory, but we can go into it a little bit. Yeah. Well, take the vaccination now, he said in January. Double-jabbed activist Jesse Jackson has been hospitalized in Chicago along with his wife after testing positive for COVID-19. Jackson took his first shot of Pfizer's experimental mRNA injection on January 8th and had his followers repeat after him, take the vaccination now. Sounds very authoritarian, but... Pfizer claimed back in December... That's scary that his followers are saying that. That's like... Kind of like him going against everything he seemed to stand for before. You know, it's like... Now all of a sudden you want the government to have that much control over that many people, and... 
is like, I don't know, this is like the, the bad, this is like him supporting all the worst parts of socialism that, uh, you know, that this would just like make me like lose all trust in him as a, as a candidate, really. Like, and I, I, up until this point, up until before the coronavirus lockdown, in general, I, I thought good stuff about Jesse Jackson. You know, like, since the lockdown, you know, March last year, that's just, like, made me think that, you know, like, just that Jesse Jackson's not really out to free anybody. You know, that what he's out for is a, is a government that's just too, can be too restrictive of everybody where... You know, we all have to do what the government wants us to do all the time. And it's, I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think I could support it now as a candidate. Pfizer claimed back in December that their shots were around 95% effective at preventing COVID infections. But data out of Israel released in July showed that number is now down to 39%. The Biden regime is now pushing everyone to take a third booster shot, despite zero clinical trials being completed on their effectiveness, and the first round of trials showing the second shot had far more severe side effects than the first. Yeah, which I'm worried about. That's the end of the article. Right on. The next story is Liberty. Thousands take to the streets in Paris to once again decry COVID-19 passport. Restaurants, theaters, and shopping malls already begun enforcing draconian QR code systems. Thousands of people have marched in the center of the French capital for six consecutive weekends to denounce the so-called coronavirus health pass that they see as an infringement of the rights of unvaccinated citizens. The rallies began in mid-July after Emmanuel Macron's government introduced a system that made presenting a vaccination certificate or negative COVID-19 test obligatory for those willing to visit a restaurant, theater, cinema, and shopping mall or travel on a long-distance train. The authorities insist that the QR codes are needed to encourage people to get the jabs and avoid the fourth lockdown in the country, which saw some 6.6 million getting infected and over 113,000 
dying due to the coronavirus. Yeah. More than 55% of the French population have already been vaccinated against COVID-19. But those who haven't gotten the shot yet or are not planning to at all claim that the health pass diminishes their rights and turns them into second-class citizens, which I do agree. Yeah, I agree with that too. Around 14... They're going to be happening in L.A. Around 14... Yeah. Around 14,700 opponents of the measure again protested in Paris on Saturday. The figure came from the police, but the organizers have accused law enforcement of deliberately downplaying the attendance at previous events. Demonstrators were beating drums, carrying banners with the word liberty, and chanting, Macron, we don't want your pass. Yeah. Right on. The protest, which united groups with right and left-wing views, went off without any serious incidents. Rallies against the QR codes also took place in Montpellier, Strasbourg, Bordeaux, and elsewhere across France. There were some 220 demonstrations in various locations on Saturday, which were attended by 1,000, well, 175,000 people, the police said. Damn, that's a lot of protesters. Think the Republicans that are have been working on the protests in this country really should be trying to branch out and embrace more people on the left that uh, agree with them. Uh, you know, might not agree with them on other issues, but that agree with them on on these issues. Uh, I think it's become too polarized for them to agree on that like uh you know like like i'm a libertarian but my family is democrats and you know like a lot of the people in my family don't agree with the vaccines like when i went to the family function like nobody was wearing masks everybody was just eating and enjoying it and shit you know that's what I mean. I think people that, that don't want this stuff to happen on the left are being they're doing all right.
Trump says everything woke turns to shit. Trump, everything woke turns to shit. Nah, I don't think that's true, but okay. How, how could he prove that? Uh, President Donald Trump criticized the growing woke culture in America. At a political rally in Alabama on Saturday. Okay. Well, I think he's gone a little too far on this so far. You know what woke means? It means you're a loser, Trump said. It's true. Everything woke turns to shit. It's true. Look at what's happening. I am a loser. I definitely am a loser. Obviously. Obviously, I'm a loser. I think me and you are both losers, so okay. We're obviously losers, okay. Damn it. Okay. You know, here I am. You know, there aren't that many women that want to be with me, okay? Shit. I'm a loser, okay? Fuck. The former president played a clip of a speech delivered by actor George C. Scott from the movie Patton before beginning his rally, recalling the fighting spirit of America in World War II. Do you think that General Patton was woke? I don't think so, Trump said to the crowd and added he was the exact opposite. Well, yeah, there wasn't any counter called, you know, and nobody on the news really seemed to care much about black people or, you know, any of that. You know, it's like, 
So yeah, in the 40s, there wasn't any such thing as a, as a woke person. You know, it's the 1940s. It was cheesy American culture. Don't question anything. You know? Uh, Trump criticized the wokeness in the military, alluding to a growing number of generals focusing on white rage and critical race theory. Okay, but the military has been used to mostly mess with people of other races that weren't white. You can't say that the military hasn't been doing that. And... uh, I really think the military would have to change everything it's all about in order to not be about that. I don't think you could have a military without racism at this point because it's like everything we fight for every time we go to a war is usually something racist. He said we're getting tired of the woke generals that we have, right? He asked pointing to the failure of the U.S. military in Afghanistan. Okay, again, if you were in power and the same thing happened, then the Democrats would be bagging on you the whole time in the same way that you're bagging on Biden. So well, play the same game they're playing. You know, well, he isn't saying the same done thing. If you were president and they would have been putting you down for if, if uh, it went down as badly as it did over there. So, And, and I don't think you would have done anything to make it go less badly than, than Biden is, so I think he's totally full of shit bagging on Biden for what he's doing, since it was an idea that Trump started in the first place. Well, <laughs> he didn't criticize the pullout. He criticized the military for moving troops out of Afghanistan before they moved out American civilians and for leaving $83 billion in military equipment behind. But how do we know that he wouldn't have done the same thing, really? It's just we like, don't. after the fact, after the fact, he's going, well, if I was doing it, I would have done it, blah, 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 blah. But you don't really know because he wasn't there. Unless he's the president, you can't criticize the other president as I could have done it better because you, you really don't know. Okay, what's the, what does the rest of the article say? Uh, he just goes on to bitch and moan about shit that's not important. Okay, well, that's normal. That, that's a typical, typical uh, Trump move there. Okay. So, I don't know, should we go to the next article, or? Yeah. Okay. And because he's just going on to bitch about fucking the women kneeling for the national anthem, the Olympic team for soccer, and then they lost. Okay. Huh? Okay, what were you just saying? I couldn't hear any of it. He's going on... Like, uh, basically, he uh, was bitching about the women... Uh, women's soccer team like kneeling for the anthem and then losing. Okay, yeah, big deal. That's just okay. So what? 